Welcome back, everybody, to the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Sports. Uh, Instagram, Sports. YouTube, TikTok, Amac, you lit yes. sports. There we go. It's episode 32. My favorite, number 32, guys. You might not like this, but it was Josh Hamilton. Uh, um, I actually have you guys, a lot about you. in yeah. so elementary school. Did you ever like write a letter to yourself that like sends back to you when you turn eighteen or twenty one? Right, we did yeah. that in a uh, health yeah. class. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had I had one of those from like third grade sent back to me, uh, and I'm turning twenty one this year. So it was supposed to be when you turn twenty one, like what do you want to do? Who's your role model? My role model was Josh Hamilton. Uh, and yeah, obviously we know now he did some bad things. A lot of bad things. It was supposed to be like what college you want to go to. And I said, I'm not going to college. I'm getting drafted in the first round. So obviously that didn't work out, but it's, it's more funny than disappointing to look at for me, honestly. Yeah. I it's remember my sixth grade one or fresh freshman year one. I said, are, are the Raiders still in Oakland? Uh, yeah, I wrote about my ex girlfriend. Um, uh, when I got my letter back, I threw it away before I opened it because I, I knew, knew. what was I just I knew the results I of what I was about to read. So. Very nice. Anyways, let's get into the opener, shall we? <laughs> yeah. So my opener is going to be Carlos Rendon taking the hill for the second time in the last three years and throwing a no hitter uh, against the Cleveland Indians. Uh, I forget how many K's he had, but he was he was Seven. dominant the whole time. He just Got those ground ball outs? Yeah, he, he was two outs away from a perfect game. Actually, I'd say an inch away from a perfect game yeah. with uh, hitting Roberto Perez with in the back foot with a one-two slider. And that's the goal of that pitch, is to hit him in the back foot. He just didn't uh, swing. I don't know about hitting him He just him didn't back swing foot. at it. But putting it at the back foot, yeah, yeah is the point. And uh, Renault was he, pumping heat the whole game. He's throwing 99 in the ninth. Uh, anytime a pitcher does that good, I'm going to talk about it for sure. Oh, yeah. Mine's going to be the Trey Lance Pro Day number two. Guys, this one was completely set up for the 49ers. He was thrown to Jordan Matthews, former wide receiver hmm. from Philly and the Niners. Uh, Did he play, play with the Niners, though? Like, he was on the team, but I don't remember him. Uh, he, he got very limited action. Um, he wasn't here for that long. <laughs> well, anyway, he's trying to promote himself, too. But it was play action heavy. A lot of rollout passes. Uh, looks good for the Niners. Yeah, um, Kyle Shanahan specifically requested uh, Lance work with the 49ers quarterback coach doing those drills. A lot of rollouts to the left, which you see a lot in the 49ers offense. So, encouraging news for the Mac Jones haters such as myself. But for me, Patrick Marlowe played in his 1,767th career NHL hockey game, passing Gordy Howe for most all-time. Growing up a Sharks fan, watching Marlowe pretty much every day, except for a couple years he was gone, whether it be in uh, Pittsburgh or Toronto. Always been one of my favorite players. One of the best to ever do it. The best to ever do it in a Sharks jersey, for sure. Yeah. Really an amazing accomplishment. Gordy Howe was in uh, Trailer Park Boys episode. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's how I know him. Nice. <laughs> uh, my thing is Steph Curry. I mean, I mean. Who's I, that? I don't know. Tell me. I think it's Seth Curry's brother. Oh. Yeah, Seth Curry. Oh, yeah, it's Seth Damian, oh, yeah, Damian Lee's brother-in-law. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But... Over the last month, Steph Curry's been on a tear as he's putting the league on notice. <laughs> all the haters are probably all quiet now. He Over the last 30 days, he's been averaging 40 points. It's a lot of points. 60 rebounds. <laughs> Six rebounds per game, sorry. Uh, and four and a half assists. I don't have the field goal percentages on here. They're oh, very high. But yeah. They're pretty high. Yeah. Um, How many games in a row of 40? 
Uh, it's four out of five. Ten out of five. Oh, 30 points? Yeah, yeah. I believe it's so 11, 11, right? Yeah, okay. he passed Kobe's record. Kobe, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Kobe. For the most points in a row by a... Uh, most 30-point 30 30 point games in a row. By a 33 year older. And he's right in the MVP vote now. My opinion, but... I think he should be. He should be. Yeah. He always should be. He's Stephen Curry. But, uh, yeah, let's get... To uh, where's your head at? And our first thing that we're going to talk about is the face of baseball. That's something that's on my mind a little bit in this past week. Uh, with uh, MLB trying to promote uh, young players and uh, other people besides Mike Trout in in uh, today's world. You see it on Bleacher Report sometimes or other things as well. Uh, so who, in your guys' opinion, is the face of Major League Baseball? Well, my smart-ass answer is Harmon Killebrew, the logo of the MLB. Okay. If you didn't know that. I but, did not know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, no, it's obviously Tatis. Guys, the way he gets promoted, he's so flashy. I would like to see a push more for DeGrom, Trout, Soto, but it's clearly Tatis here. Yeah, I think there's kind of a 1A, 1B. I think Tatis is the clear 1A with how much promotion he gets. You know he's on a great team. And then 1B, you see a lot of Robert Acuna Jr. Mm-hmm. around right now, another young, flashy player. However, I'm... Pretty disappointed in the way MLB has marketed their players over the past, you know, numerous years. Freddie Freeman's one, I thought of. Uh, yeah, Freddie yeah. Freeman, but Mike Trout should be the face of baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been the best player in the league for the past, like, what, eight, nine years, however long well, he's been here, yeah. pretty much. And he he's never got the advertising that he should from the MLB. He's never been, like, the poster boy that, that they should have really, you know, tried to make him to be. And now you're seeing this with guys like Tatis, Acuna, who may be a little bit more flashier, but will never, in my opinion, be the player Mike Trout is. So I think that's a mm-hmm. failure on behalf of MLB baseball. But it is good to see them promoting their young stars. Yeah, I'm going to say Mike Trout as well. He's by far the best player in baseball. I, I don't say I would put a Mookie Betts over Tatis. You know, All right. I mean, skill-wise, yeah. I don't think... He's been way- just as flashy, too. <laughs> yeah. But he's a little older, so... He's yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, well, Brett's right. Tatis, uh, he didn't throw in Soto in there, but to Acuna and Tatis do come before uh, Soto, but it's got to be Mike Trout. Should be right now. It should be Mike Trout. Uh, the baseball is most definitely not Mike Trout with how he markets himself and how the MLB markets him. Uh, I think, personally, it's not just MLB doing a terrible job of, him, of marketing him, it's him doing a terrible job of marketing him I agree. himself. Sure. He's like rarely seen on on Instagram or Twitter or stuff, and obviously social media. He's just is like, doing his job. That's yeah, the best thing about, in my opinion, that's my favorite thing about him. Well, I think that's also one of the worst things about him sure. because when you're the best player in the league, you like even though it's not technically your responsibility, it yeah. is your responsibility uh, you to put on on for your game yeah. and stuff like that. But my face, I have two faces of baseball. Uh, one is Acuna, and the second one is Shohei Otani, because they love marketing the fuck out of that dude. Uh, whatever he's doing, like, you always see, oh, Shohei's gonna pitch tonight, like, it's, it's, it's a big deal. I missed that one, he's whatever. pitching tonight, too. Yeah. yeah, he is, and it's like, it, you, like, even as non-Angel fans, you, you know what day Shohei's pitching, and yeah. you know the stuff that he has, and the abilities that he has, it's just, it's so great that you have to be able to watch whenever it's, it's around. Which is crazy because he's on Mike Trout's team. Yeah, and yeah. he's good, obviously, but he's not Mike Trout levels. Like Shohei Otani hits one hundred two. Also, Trout hit two homers to me. Yeah. Well, 
Otani's been like going off. I mean, there's also there's also the aspect that Otani is from you know a different country. Mm -hmm. There's that global global reach, but I just I've never understood the lack of market with trout. Yeah, no wrong answer here, boys. Yeah, (laughs) except for Mike Trout. Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, On the next question, uh, we're talking about. Uh, AOS team in the Seattle Mariners. They're off to a hot start. They're actually leading the AOS at, I think, uh, 11 and 7 right now. I think they lost today. Or yeah, they did lose today. They did I lose think today. that puts them at 11 and 7, though. Uh, they've had some good contributions from, from guys around, around their team. Uh, Dylan Moore has been off to a great start. Kyle Lewis is just coming back, but the rest of their guys have been playing well. Their pitching's been all right. Uh, Marco Gonzalez actually pitched really well today. But uh, when does this Mariners team become a legitimate like divisional threat in the AL West and maybe even into the AL picture? I believe Seattle has been a threat. It just it wasn't just the Dodgers win the other day. I, I believed in them. Uh, Flexen and Marjavicious, is that how you pronounce his name? No nope. clue. Uh, anyways, they have inflated ERAs with a FIP under three. It's an unrepresentation of what the Mariners have done this year. The bullpen's been elite besides Kenny Middleton. Uh, and their entire lineup, besides J.P. Uh, Crawford, has the weighted runs created above average. So, I think they're due. Maybe not this year for a big run, but I wouldn't turn your back on them. Yeah, going off Scott, I think this team does have pieces. I, obviously, Kyle Lewis, rookie of the year last year, he's a stud. But I don't think this team becomes a real threat in the AL West, and especially the big picture of the AL until Kalenic and uh, Julio Rodriguez and some of the other younger starters come up. Uh, you look at their lineup, it's it's okay, but there's nothing that really pops out to me. Uh, I, I just think there are a couple of those young pieces away from really being able to push teams like the A's and the Astros in this division, like, sincerely competitively. Yeah, uh, given that they've already been the Astros, I, I'm still going to say, until they can really take us down... And then the Ash was down. That's going to be a fun season. The, Ash, the Astros are also missing a lot of their yeah, players. Yeah, they have yeah. Alvarez, Altuve, yeah. Bregman. Mal- if they can Mal- hang with us, and then I say that maybe the Angels. I would say when they can start to beat us consistently, then that, that would be the threat and they That will scare you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you good? I'm good, yeah. All right. The Mariners are not going to be a threat in the AL West until 2023 or 2024 mm-hmm. just because... Of the, the guys that they don't have up yet. Yeah, they have a solid lineup, but it's not star-studded. It's depth-studded, I guess. They don't have a lot of uh, like main guys besides Kyle Lewis and sometimes Corey Se- or Kyle Seager. Corey Seager would help them, though. Yeah, so uh, but they need their guys to come up, so I don't think that's going to be this year. They'll probably come up next year, give them a year to gel, and then in 2023 or 2024, when they decide to trade one of the four guys that they have out of uh, Hanniger... Uh, Kellenic, Tremel, or uh, Lewis. I don't think they're trading Lewis. Well, so. What about this scenario, Kyle? You know, obviously our division's getting a little weaker and weaker every year uh, based on who's going to be leaving from the A's and Astros. Uh, what if they sneak in with a division title around 90 wins this year or next year? It's not happening. I don't year. see it. You don't think it's year. happening? It's not, not, not next year either. I, I think the A's probably have one more year before they really start dealing their big pieces and. I'm not sure how the Astros look, but I think the Angels are still a bit ahead of the Mariners, especially with Trout and Rendon and Shohei. And I, their prime. I don't even think the Mariners are going to be a 91 team next year. I think yeah. they're probably about 75 this year, and they're probably about just at 500 next year. And then after that, they should. 
they have to compete, honestly, or mm-hmm. else they should probably move out of Seattle right. because they're a joke of a franchise without that. <laughs> All right, we're talking about a team that really hasn't been a joke of a franchise in their history. It's the New York Yankees, but they've been a joke so far this year. I think they're sitting at five and eleven or five and ten or something like that. Uh, I think we all predicted them to at least be in the ALCS. Uh, a couple of us had them in the World Series. Uh, but are the Yankees as good as what we thought they were? No, we were way too high on their pitching, guys. Montgomery, Tyon, and Kluber have been getting absolutely rocked this year. Obviously, you know, it's a small park. Things can change. But it doesn't look very good at all right now. Uh, Torres has been a disaster at shortstop. He can't hit or field right now. And the biggest thing for me, guys, is that Judge, Urshela, Hicks, and Stanton are projecting horribly. They can hide behind the high home runs, but their K's versus walk rate are are so bad. It's it's horrendous if you pull up a baseball savant page on them. I mean, yeah, but if you that's kind of the trend Major League Baseball has been heading toward, you it's, know. I, I lot, feel what you're saying a lot of home like historically bad. And I get that, but I think that's also, you know, Everyone, most players are streaking in MLB. I think these players just haven't hit their streak. Like, you're going to see Judge right. going an absolute tear at some point in the season. And I'm sure Stanton, well, I don't know about Sanchez. I think Sanchez is horrible. Uh, Hicks, I think, will become more consistent. Glaber needs to be better. And I think the pitching will become better with time, adjusting to a new team, new ballpark. I think that does account for some of it. With that all being said, they, they've still been disappointing this year. I don't think there's any way to look, but I still expect them to win this division when it's all said. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say Boston has a better chance of right now. Oh, it's right now. It's right now. I don't, I don't think Boston's that good. Hey, man. It's disrespectful. I think Boston's, Boston's getting their, their moment. I think you know, Boston's like, on their hot run right now. Like we're talking about. Yeah, but high. the difference yeah. is Boston goes on a 20 game hot run. The Yankees usually go for 50, 60 games. Yeah. I think Yankees will turn it around. I mean, I hope you're right, but... Hey, man. Yeah. It'd be pretty good to see Boston Yankees battling it up this year, but I think Yankees should be able to take it. Or Rays might be able to take it. I don't know. There's a lot of good teams in the AL East. As far as relative, uh, they are just as good as what we thought they were. They Just as a team themselves, they aren't as good as what we thought they were because the AL has actually been pretty disappointing so far. Uh, the White Sox, even though they've been battling injuries, have not been the the top-tier team that we kind of thought they were going to be as far like a 101 team. I feel like we all kind of had that a little bit of that expectation mm-hmm. with with that ball club. I don't think the Yankees are going to be a 101 ball team either, but uh, they, they can be a 95-win team and, and still win uh, the AL East uh, just because of how competitive the rest of the division is. It's, it's not because the other teams are bad. It's just that they're going to be beating each other the whole time. And... Uh, I think the Yankees are going to play the best within the division once it goes down to the stretch, even though they haven't started that way. They lost a series against the Rays and lost a series against the Blue Jays not too long ago. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Yankees still have a very good shot at being a AL champs this year, but they are not the team that we thought they were going to be, but they are still relatively as good. Mm-hmm. All right, that's the first half. It's been a fun one, been a jam-packed one. Yes, sir. We'll get to halftime. Let's go. Welcome back to halftime. I'm going to start it off with a top 10 from a new mock draft. Obviously, the draft is next Thursday. That's the next time you'll hear from us. Oh, yeah. Wait. 
No, it won't be. We're moving from Tuesday to Thursday, right? Yeah, I think we're just doing yeah. one next week, correct? Yeah. Oh, we'll see. We'll talk. Yeah, we. Uh, nothing set in stone, but there's a chance the next time you talk to us will be the draft. Yeah. So, let's run through a little top ten of my mock draft. I went a little, <laughs> little out of the ordinary here. Uh, not a number one, obviously. Number one is Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars. <laughs> number two is going to be Zach Wilson to the Jets. Wait, can we talk about the Trevor Lawrence thing? Yeah, okay. yeah. go ahead. Because, okay, go ahead, Kyle. Uh, like, this whole draft, like, the last, uh, whenever the regular season ended, like, it mm-hmm. seems like it's all been, like, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and all, all these other quarterbacks and stuff. Yes. And, oh, when's Devonta Smith? Is he going to be the first wide receiver? Mm-hmm. When's Najee going to be taken? Yes. Like, it just makes us forget that Trevor Lawrence is in this draft class. Like, yeah, I, does, I was looking, of. I was looking, like, uh, Trevor Lawrence tweeted up, out, like, uh, like, thank you to the Jaguar fans for, like, donating to his charity oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I was like, I was like, Oh, yeah. Fuck, Let me tell playing. you something, Kyle. I guarantee you, if the Jets had the number one pick, it would be all about, oh, Trevor Lawrence, arm surgery. Oh, Trevor Lawrence doesn't like football. I guarantee. But Jaguars have it, so we don't hear that stuff as much. I mean, we, I guess, yeah, but also, like, the QB, like, obviously the third pick is the biggest pick right now in the draft because yes. we, we don't know if one of the three the most unknown. And the third pick for me. It's going to be Trey Lance to the Niners after the pro day. I feel like, you know, Trey Lance is a guy who is probably going to have to sit a year just because he has some unorthodox mechanics he's got to fix. But and they have a quarterback already, too. That helps them. They, yeah, it does help. Jimmy but G, baby. Right now, uh, Trey, the Trey Lance stock's going up, so I have him going to the Niners. Number four, Atlanta. Could be a trade scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, could be a quarterback, but I have him going with Kyle Pitts. I feel like best player available. Uh, I, I've been hearing from a lot of the NFL Network guys that he's a guaranteed gold jacket player. I don't know about all that yet, but that's a, that's a tall task. But might as well try to win now uh, while Matt Ryan's locked up. But you know, this draft will tell us what Atlanta's going to do in the future. There's a thing with Kyle Pitts, like I feel like he's just like such a guaranteed prospect right now that if he doesn't become the fourth person in the Waller, Kelsey, Kittle talk, mm-hmm. then it's it's a bust. Like, he legitimately has to be in that group. Mainstream media probably would think that. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm a little bit uh, different with the Atlanta Hawks, or not Hawks, excuse me, <laughs> Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. From, like, early draft, um, like, rumors and all that, they were the team that was, like, in love with Justin Fields. I think if Justin Fields gets to four and Niners take either Mac Jones or Lance, mm-hmm. I could definitely see the Falcons taking a really hard look into Justin Fields at four. Um, mm-hmm. That would, you know, bring a lot more youth to that yes. quarterback room. Matt Ryan probably moving on in the next year or two. Something to keep an eye on, but for the most part, I would agree that Kyle Pitts would be the pick at four. Yeah, and uh, I just want to point out, in this mock draft, no trades. You'll understand what I'm doing once we get down a little farther. Uh, so number five, Cincinnati Bengals. I have them taking Penny Sewell, tackle from Oregon. A lot of people have been saying Jamar Chase is a lock here, but it doesn't matter who Joe Burrow's throwing to if he's not standing upright. That's my my belief here. Any argument there? No, I agree. No. All right, number six, Miami's going to take Jamar Chase here. Uh, I think he's the best receiver in the class. Uh, he put up absolutely ridiculous numbers playing. He outperformed uh, Justin Jefferson in college, which is hard to do. 
Yeah. So this guy should be a special talent. And we and didn't get to see him last year. We did. Sucks. I didn't sucks. realize how fast he was until I saw his 40 times at uh, LSU's Pro Day. He yeah. Was like low Could four, be a little faulty. Low but, four yeah. threes, that's ridiculous speed for a guy who's that's, supposed to be so good and like in every other way. The the 40 times this year, though, I, I really don't believe him. I'm, I'm adding like at least like 0. 0.5 to point. Or not mm-hmm. 0. 0.5, 0.05, or point, yeah. point 0.1 to every single time. And I'm a big... The pro day stuff, and that that's kind of what you see of pro days too. Yeah. But Chase, motherfucker's physical. Mm-hmm. I'm a big uh, catch the ball. believer in game speed over forty speed. Yeah. So we'll we'll see when we get there. But number seven here with the Lions is here. I'll explain it. It's <laughs> Justin Fields. Uh, I don't think he'll go seven, but I'm not doing any trades. I could see a, a Lions trade up. There were some talks about that. Well, Broncos. They're going to trade up too. Possibly Broncos. Oh, no trades. Justin Fields right now is leaning towards that fourth guy who might fall a little bit if the Falcons don't take him, at least. I say you can go to the um, So you legitimately think that the Lions will take Justin Fields if he's there? Trades? If he's there. If he's there, yeah. I'd say he doesn't more likely goes to the next two teams. but Well, Carolina at number eight here. I think Carolina is the team that will take a fourth quarterback. The dark horse. Yeah. I think with Sam Darnold, oh, they oh. are going to relax this year because their number one need on the entire team is left tackle. Rashawn Slater's still here. Uh, some people think he's going to project better as a guard, but he's nasty. He uh, handled Chase Young pretty good in that Big Ten championship game a couple years ago. So I have him going there. Number nine with the Broncos. They don't get a quarterback in my scenario. Um, they look out of luck. So they're going to go with J.C. Horn, corner out of South Carolina. Um, they've been losing a couple guys as the years go on from the defense. And uh, J.C. Horn is disgusting, guys. Big, physical, man coverage corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number 10, similar situation with the Cowboys. Patrick Sertain, the second corner of Alabama. He should be the most pro-ready, probably out of anybody except for Kyle Pitts in this kind class. Of, that's also kind of what you see from Alabama guys, too. Like, oh, yeah. They've had uh, the best coaching of their entire life already. It's yeah. not going to get better. Yeah, Nick Saban prepares them mm-hmm. quite well every single year. Which... I, I heard about this uh, yesterday, you know, why a lot of Alabama's players seem like busts. It's just because they've already gotten as be- as good as they can. You know, it's not necessarily they're bad NFL players. It's just we project them to be the next Darrell Revis. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they, they're they made up to look so good in college because of that Nick Saban coaching. Yeah. It's the, the talent they have around them. It's easy to you know, look good. The one team I think that's going to trade up is, is the Patriots. I think the Patriots will make a move up for a quarterback, whether it be mm-hmm. the fourth quarterback between Lance and Fields, but most likely Mac Jones. I think they'll make a move. Yeah. Some other notables for you guys. Devontae Smith, 12 to the Eagles. Micah Parsons, 15 to the Patriots. You skipped down uh, the bottom. Yeah, well, I don't like the Giants. so. Okay. Right <laughs> yeah, I do like Jalen Waddle, though. Um, anyways, if the Patriots don't trade up and a guy like Micah Parsons falls to their lap, some... Character issues, but the Patriots yeah. know how to deal with that. It could be one of those years, but no one just trades up. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Tevin Jenkins to the Raiders at seventeen. I have. I know these guys are a little skeptical taking a tackle early, but uh, this guy has destroyed the draft preview season. Is but uh, is Caramoa still there? Caramoa is still there. Uh, I'm, if Caramoa's there, I'd take Caramoa. Same thing with Michael Parsons. All right. And my last notable, Mac Jones to the Saints, 28. Sure. I feel like they can afford to miss on pick 28 hey. if, if he is a miss. Miss number 27, Scott. I like how Mac Jones can go from between pick 3 and pick 28. 
no one really questioned actually people questioned number three but yeah number 28 seems seems about right or even later yeah. than that and i just want to um you know touch on my quarterback rankings right now my top five uh number one is obviously going to be trevor lawrence who's that it's been there uh clemson <laughs> no I'm kidding number two uh is trey lance for me I think he has the highest upside out of anybody in this quarterback class. I think he has the lowest floor, though, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. But it's all about the type of situation he goes into for me uh, because he has flashes of of Deshaun Watson. Cam Newton? Yeah. All right, who's the ceiling for all these uh, other quarterbacks? For the other ones? Yeah, it's Zach Wilson. Who's your ceiling for him? Okay, Zach Wilson is my number three player. For quarterback, uh, I would say Zach Wilson's ceiling is Aaron Rodgers. But his his, his floor is also pretty low too. I think. What's your floor? I think his floor is probably Trubisky. Right. Yeah. He's gonna make some plays, be accurate, but who knows if he struggles under pressure? We don't know yet. Yeah. And then Justin Fields, who I love, he's my fourth quarterback, but I still I still think he's great. Um, I would say his ceiling is. Probably Russell Wilson. Yeah. All right. A little bit bigger. Bigger, bit Russell, bigger, yeah, yeah. bigger Russ. What about Mac Jones? Mac Jones is actually not my fifth quarterback. Okay. It's uh, Davis Mills from Stanford. Big riser. My boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, day two guy. What about Florida guy? Florida guy, Trask. I think he's going to fall a little bit because a little bit of Jacob Eason treatment, if you remember what happened last year. Big Trump. arm. Yeah. yeah. You know, the big arms but make mistakes. They... They tend to fall if the Raiders don't need a quarterback. <laughs> Dang, what? man. You took one quarterback. With a big arm. Yeah. That's it. Yes. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the NFL stuff, NFL draft. Um, I'm excited. Of course. I'm very excited for the draft. This is like Skyler's Christmas. This is literally his favorite And, you know, I don't have to stress over anything because I know we're taking Wilson or Fields. So I'm not that stressed about it either, too, unless like I'm some big, I'm big, you know, yeah. some big dude uh, gets to 17 and we don't take him. But I mean, as long as it's one of the guys that has been in the rumors, which usually, actually, usually it isn't. To be honest with you, like Farrell was surprising, uh, Arnett was surprising, uh, Henry Ruggs was kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see how it is. They do tend to shake things up a little could, bit. Fuck it. Could be Javon Holland. Oh, 100% honesty, it could be Javon Holland. It wouldn't be, you know, the uh, draft analyst specialist guys on the networks would have a field day with that, but that's not a bad pick if yeah. you need a secondary player because he could play everywhere on the secondary. Because we picked mm-hmm. uh, Arnett last year. That was mm-hmm. just need. Yeah, but tackling need. But anyways, uh, let's do a quick little check-in on the NBA playoff seeding. I know, I know, Kyle. I'm sorry. But uh, in the West, Utah's the one seed. Phoenix Suns, number two. Uh, sorry, I was looking at League. Oh. Well, that there we go. There, now we're on the West. Number, uh, yeah, number three. It's going to be the Clippers, four Denver, five Lakers, six Portland, seven Dallas, eight Memphis, nine Golden State, ten San Antonio. And that's looking pretty solid. Uh, not a lot should change here. Maybe the Clippers take the two seed, but yeah, I, think, I like those I think final. Gonna, four. I think we're going to move up. I like those final four for the play-in game. Oh, playing game wise, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The East kind of set. 
Mm -hmm. And well, let's go over the east right now. Oh, so let's not skip over the west real quick. Any changes for you guys? Warriors are Western Conference champs. Okay. I think, obvious, I think right? the Warriors. So who, who would we play right now if the season were We would play Memphis. Playing game. Yeah, mm -hmm. Memphis. Dude, with the way Steph's playing right now, I like I our chances in any planned game. But yeah, playing games are scary. I mean, we've seen what happened with the A's wild card. Okay, over the past so, couple years, it's no guarantee. The thing is, like, what I really think we should do, we need to get into the top eight because that means we win win one game. It's yeah, over. one yeah. out of two. I like our chances in one game. Yeah, we we need to leapfrog Memphis from nine to eight. And I don't even think any of these guys that we would play like Utah. I don't think Utah would want to face this. We already beat them once. I think this playing game shit is so stupid. I think it's, I agree. it's so stupid. Yeah. Like the have a playing game if they're tied. I like the exclusivity of the playoffs. Not when twenty out of thirty teams yeah. get the shot. I completely agree. I think the fact that only ten teams don't make the playoffs and two but, thirds of the league do yeah. is. It doesn't make it as competitive. I mean, it's kind of fair. If, if you if you're one of the lower seeds, you got to win two games, which is kind of difficult to do. But I mean, it's not difficult. I just don't me. think they need to do it. Yeah, I mean, they top eight to get in. I think, that's COVID, I think it's COVID wise. That's what I'm doing it. But yeah, how does that help COVID though? That just creates more travel, extra games. Yeah, it, it's a money grab. Yeah, like, from the NBA, exactly they they want money. They want more ratings for. You know, a playing game, you know, it's going to be on TNT, ESPN, whatever. They're going to get money from that. That's what it is. NBA All right. sucks. To the wild, wild east. The wild east. Uh, number one's going to be the Philly 76ers. Wait. One game behind them, Brooklyn. Oh, so you say the wild, wild east? Wild, <laughs> wild. That's what I what? heard. West is not that. It's West too good. Anyways, guys, let's, let's run through this Sorry. one quickly. Uh, then Milwaukee, Atlanta, Boston, New York, Miami, all within a game. Then Charlotte, Indy, Chicago. Charlotte's close too. How much? Charlotte's number eight. Seven seed. Uh, How much they far? Seven They seven. are one game. They get the the ball back. So they're gonna make it. Yeah, the East. It's looking like Philly and Brooklyn. Yeah. That's it. Those are our two That's guys. Pretty much they, it. Should, they shouldn't lose. You know, the West could move around uh, pretty easily, but the East, surprisingly. How far is Washington at? Washington is. They won five. They're five. tied with the ten seed. But right now they don't have a tiebreaker for that ten, so they're eleven. We play them tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! All right, so uh, that's about it, guys. East, it's. I mean, I like Brooklyn. I like um, I I think if Brooklyn healthy, Brooklyn. Oh yeah. It's a cakewalk for them to the finals. Yeah. Harden's out a little bit longer too. I don't oh, think really? Harden's as hurt as they may. I think I literally think they're resting players because mm. they know they need them for playoff time. Once it comes twelve times, all three of those guys will be good to go. Well, guys, I'm starting to like the Clippers more and more every day. Go ahead, man. Especially you know, if, if Dominic Mitchell like is banged up. You know, I'm starting to like Kawhi Leonard to the Bay. That's what I'm I don't think, like. I don't Pretty think much impossible, but I don't think the Clippers like, have. Enough. I mean, we kind of thought that with Durant, though, right? Yeah, we but Durant, there was there there was a possibility. The I was Kawhi to the Bay, it's it's like money wise, it's literally. Impossible. It's not impossible. Not right. when you can have the luxury to have. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that. See how how much does Kawhi make him? It's been three times that. We'll pay him the two year deal, man. I mean, you know who's willing to pay whatever amount of money Bob. for a good championship? That's Bob. 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 We do love Peter. Bob. Peter Goober. 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 All right, guys. How about some college basketball news? Ooh. Number one prospect Chet. from high school, Chet Holmgren, Chet. the big man. Commits to 
Gonzaga. Gonzaga. He had offers from Minnesota, Michigan, some other places around the Midwest. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, everywhere. But I'm talking about the, you know, his list. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that that's pretty big for Gonzaga. Um, You know, he's friends with Jalen Suggs, who, bam. Declares for the NBA draft, <laughs> along with Johnny Juzang, some uh, West Coast point guards going to the NBA next year. He's yeah. not a point guard. He's like more of a wing. He's a, well, oh, a what, what is a wing <laughs> player, Alex? Uh, like all right, all right. We, we don't have the time for this. But <laughs> all right, Kyle, that's it for halftime. Take it back, man. All right. Getting back to baseball like we have in the last few weeks. We have a little tangent there uh, during halftime, but... Where's your head at? It's pretty much all been baseball over the last month or so. It's the most important meal of the day. That's facts. <laughs> all right, so first thing we're going to talk about in the second half is two teams that are leaving their divisions in NL. It's the Reds and the Mets. Uh, I don't know if these teams have the greatest odds of keeping these divisional leads, but if you're choosing one, or who has the higher chance, basically, of maintaining their division lead? Mm-hmm. The Reds, are, Reds or the Mets? I would personally go with neither, but since I have to choose one, I'm going to go with the Mets. I trust their pitching a little bit more, uh, and their bullpen is actually a lot better than it's perceived in the media this year. They did blow a DeGrom start, but everyone blows games. There's 162 of them. Yeah, you blow a lot of them, though, when DeGrom's on there. <laughs> Historically, uh, yes. To me, this one's the Reds, and it's not really close, just for the simple reason that the Mets are in the Atlanta Braves division. I think the Braves are not 1A, not 1B, because the Dodgers and the Padres, but 1C, and all of Major League Baseball, I think those are the three best teams in the league, and I completely expect the Braves to, in when it's all said and done, be leading and winning that division. The Reds are in a much weaker division with the Cubs, Brewers, Pirates, um, forgetting the fifth team. Uh, Pirates. Cardinals. Cubs. I don't know. <laughs> the five teams in that division are not that good. And the Reds, the Reds can, you know, push the wow. Hold on, basically, is what I'm saying. And I agree. Because, I, you know, I agree. But I think that. the Braves just... are going to get hot. Like we talked about the Yankees yeah, yeah, yeah. earlier. And the, I think the Braves still win that division by at least five games easily. Where I think the Reds sure. could probably squeak by with like. I just feel like, you know, head to head, I would take the Mets. That's, head that's to head, my, I think. That's my theory. Yeah. Like, if you were to put these two teams head to head, say yeah. they're both 500 right now, and you give them, you know, 80 games, who's yeah. going to win? But I, I, I agree, the Central is weaker. Think, yeah, I think the yeah. Mets are better than the Reds, but for their division, I think the Reds have a better chance mm-hmm. of holding on. Yeah, I'm going to agree as well. The NL Central is pretty pretty weak, guys. The, the NL East is pretty, not strong, but they got other teams that can contend. But yeah, it is. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to say the Reds. Um, they got a pretty good lineup in Cincinnati. The only other guy, the only other team that can really compete with them is the Cardinals because the Cubs suck. Oh, uh, Brewers, actually Brewers, yeah. How about that Brew Crew? Sorry, I forgot your your teams that your underdog teams are doing good this year. So, but the Mets, Skyler's right though. Their pitching is pretty good. Um, but Brett made a good point. The Braves are in the division. The Braves are just the third best team in the NL. Uh, this one's very obvious to me, and I, I'm picking the Reds, and I'm not only picking them to have the higher chance of maintaining their division lead, I'm picking them to maintain their division lead throughout the whole season and get wow. the NL West, or NL Central Championship this year. Uh, the Brew, Brew Crew's actually been off to a good start. Woodruff and uh, Corbin Burns are a nasty combo. 
but the Reds lineup is, is something that can tame, tame them if, if they get hot, and they've been hot so far this year. Uh, I, I don't expect, expect Naquin to be as uh, as hot as he's been so far. Obviously, he started to cool down from his extremely hot start. Castellanos is a guy who has a legitimate shot to be NL MVP this year if he continues the pace that he's at. Uh, they have some solid bats around the lineup, obviously. Joey Votto's having mm-hmm. a little bit of a resurgence. I just don't like that their pitching's pretty cold right now. I mean, they I don't think they have very up. good pitching. They, they have Sonny Gray, uh, Luis Castillo, Wade Miley's been all right. Uh, TJ Antone's out, out of the pen's been good. Uh, uh, Tyler Maley has been been mm-hmm. okay. Uh, but those guys all have some upside, and I think they have the ability to trade for a guy or two if they really didn't want sure. it. Sure. So I mean, it's a good question. Yeah, it's good. It's a close one here. I, uh, I will close. I think it's. Close. I don't think it's that close <laughs> personally, <laughs> just because I'm a big believer in the Braves. For that simple reason. Yeah. Alright. Uh, we're talking about a team now that won the World Series. Uh, last year, it's the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, they We saw them compete in a great series against the, the Padres uh, over the weekend. The Dodgers, Dodgers ended up taking two out of three from their rivals. Uh, to, it was a super fun series. Though, like was. Just back and forth the whole time. But who legit has a shot to compete with the Dodgers this year? Well, obviously the Padres, uh, and I'm going to say Atlanta, too. Uh, historically, this regime in Atlanta starts heating up around the second quarter of the season, which is going to come up pretty soon here. So watch out, which kind of disproves my Mets theory, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, contradicting. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going with the same two teams, Padres, Braves. I think those are, like I said, 1B, 1C, three best teams in the league, those two in the Dodgers. If you're looking at American League teams, I think one of the American League teams has to get hot to compete with any three of these teams. I don't think there's a team on paper right now, especially with the Yankees, we're off to a slow start, White Sox as well. I think those are the three best teams in all of Major League Baseball, with the Dodgers being a little bit ahead of the other two. So right now I'm saying, I guess just the Padres and Braves, but even then, I'd take the Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers are above all of them. Um... But I do, the Mets are kind of giving me some, like, national vibes. National vibes? I do like oh, the Mets. Yeah. From two like years ago. Oh, oh, that was like... As Alex wears his Mets window. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that was... Yeah. Okay. But it may be a closer race than we think. They, they actually are giving me some national vibes because they have Stroman and DeGrom in. Is Syndergaard coming back this year? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I think at some point yes. he should be back. He's coming that's back a, soon. I mean, that's a pretty good trail you have there, but... I think mid, mid-May, maybe? Yeah. What I heard. They're, pitching, they're starting pitching. We saw I mean, the Nationals, they took down the Dodgers, but Dodgers are not much better now because their pitching staff is incredible. So I don't see anyone really competing with them. So it's the yeah. Braves or the Padres again. It's tough. Uh, yeah, I think it's astonishing to look at this Dodgers team, and year by year, they just get better and better, like, no matter who it is. Like, Zach McKinstry... Uh, Rayleigh, another guy that they called up, uh, just, they're good. Like, I, I don't know how they just can consistently can, like, just find these guys and just out of nowhere just come in and they just play so well. McKinstry is, I think he's in around 300 this year and he, he might lead their team in RBIs, mm-hmm. but he's been amazing and a legitimate shot to compete with the Dodgers. There's one team that has a legitimate shot to compete with the Dodgers and that's the Padres, but... Besides competing, like, you can compete with a team and lose yes. every fucking game. Like, mm-hmm. that's what the Padres are going to do, basically, in this, in my in my idea. I think the Dodgers are a team that 
just they pull out every single game. I don't, I don't think there's like obviously they lost on Sunday, but they won like eight straight before that. So you're allowed to lose one out of eight, and obviously they lost yesterday too. But mm. I don't know. Well, guys, I just want to say uh, if we're a month in and the Dodgers are twenty and five, they're on pace to break the win record. So. Yeah, but I don't I don't think any team is gonna come close to beating the Dodgers in the playoffs. I don't see the NLCS or World Series going more than five games. Uh, and I for sure don't see it going any more than six. Uh, so, yeah, competing as far as far as that goes. I got the Padres being able to compete with them. But beating them, it's nobody. All right. Now on to our last thing that we have before we get to our bets and get out of here is our weekly awards, something that we've been picking up on it in the early part of yeah. MLB season. We have the player of the week, the pitcher of the week, rookie of the week, and the team of the week. So, guys, would you like to start it off with player? Let's go. I think the MLB has been uh, hitting it right on the nail the past couple of weeks with their picks. Uh, I think Rodon and Acuna are 1A, 1B. But I'll give you a little honorable mention for Brandon Belt. Last week, he's hit... 300, two homers, four RBIs, helped the Giants have a 4-2 and two week. Uh, Yeah, for me, I'm going with Robert Acuna. hit 400 over the past seven days, three homers, eight RBIs, 478 on base percentage. He's been lighting it up. Yeah, you can't go wrong, Robert Acuna. I mean, you could throw in J.D. Martinez in there as well, but those two guys have been on tear. Uh, player of the week for me is going to be Jazz Chisholm. He hit 471. I think it was nine or seven for, for like... 18 or something like that. I don't know even why I said that because I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, but he did hit 471. His on-base percentage was 571. He hit two home runs, four RBIs. I think he had three or four walks and maybe a stolen base in there as well. Uh, this also is a player that I like how the MLB's been marketing recently. They're, mm-hmm. they're trying to make him really the face of Miami uh, along with some of the pitchers that they have. Well-deserving. But, but uh, Jazz is going to be a beast in Miami. And it's He's fun to watch for sure. Yeah. Skyler, I feel like I know this one, or I know at least one of the guys that you're going to talk about. Who's your pitcher of the week? Yeah, one eight's going to be Rodon. Rodon, sorry. He, he like has like an accent mark above the second O. It's but tough. I've always called him Rondon, Run. but they call him anyway. Like, uh, big man from Chicago, I think deserves a shout out here because he threw a no hitter. But I'm going to go with Jacob Degrom again. Uh, six innings, three hits, no earned runs, and 14 Ks. He's dangerously close to some Tom Seaver Met records. It's great to see. I mean, yeah, run down, obviously, no hitter. Can't top that unless you do the perfect game. But just to, for the sake of putting another name out there, I'm going to mention uh, Corbin Burns, you know, one of Scott's guys from the Brewers. Six innings, 10 strikeouts, no earned runs this past week. Maybe not as good as the ground, but another very solid week. I'm going to go... Um, so basically what Skyler said, like he put the best one out there. I'm gonna put I'm gonna do Tyler Glass now. He dominated against Texas, had a pretty good outing against New York, and he's doing pretty good this season. Yeah, I'm gonna take the guy who threw a no hitter. I feel like that's yeah. the pretty well, easy yeah. one. Uh yes. so we're trying to diversify. Uh yeah, but when you throw a no hitter, I feel like you kinda just got I, I I said Rondone, I just gave an honorable mention as well, you know. Yeah. yeah. So R- Rondone, undisputed, no honorable mentions. No DeGrom. No. All right. All right. Let's go to Rookie of the Year. Or not Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Week. <laughs> Skyler, who's your pick? Uh, my Rookie of the Week is going to be Zach McKinstry from the Doyers. 7 for 22. Game-winning homer against Colorado. And he had 3 for 6, 2 ribbies in the Padres extra inning game on Friday. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, while he wasn't my player of the week, he wasn't my rookie of the week. Jeff Chisholm, 471, two homers, four RBIs, 571 on base percentage over the last seven days. Very good week. Yeah, you can't go wrong Jazz Chisholm. Uh, he's been dominating this last past week, like Brett just said. But, man, you've been still up there, too. But Jazz mm-hmm. Chisholm's really hot right now, too. That blue hair, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I chose Jazz for my player of the week, so obviously he'd be the choice here. But I feel like another guy to mention is uh, Kohi Arihara, a uh, pitcher for the Texas Rangers coming over from, I forget which country, yes, and I'm not going to be racist and assume. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> he came over from Asia in this past year. He had 11 and one-thirds innings, five hits, two walks, and 11 Ks with not allowing a single run in two starts. And he is my rookie of the week. We got one more award. That's the team of the week. I think we're all going to have the same team. So Skeller? Fun, yeah, my team of the week is the A's. Uh, eight straight wins, undefeated in the week. That helps. Sweep in Detroit and Arizona. It's good to see, too. And by the way, Kohi Arihara was born in Hiroshima. Nice. I believe it's nine straight for the A's now, right? Yeah. After that last oh, one. Yeah, yeah we're, nine straight. Right. The A's we're, won their first of a doubleheader. Yeah, we're Tom in the middle of a doubleheader right now. Jumping <laughs> seven-inning shutout. Yeah. Shutout victory for him. Complete game. Just like Mike Miner last year. Uh, yeah. Yes, Mike Miner, my favorite Oakland A's of all time. But, yeah, I'm going with the A's. They didn't lose the game this past weekend. They're my favorite team. What's, what's not to like about that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, he's got to be the Oakland A's. I mean, they're on fire right now, nine in a row. They can go for 10 tonight as we were talking. But Those seven in doubleheaders. Yeah, but there obviously there's other teams there, but I think we're the hottest one right now. Dodgers are up there. I mean, <laughs> you can't go wrong with the Dodgers. But, but we didn't lose to the Mariners, did we? No. That was, last, that was this week, not last week. No, the Dodgers lost to the Mariners. The A's did not lose the game this past week. The Dodgers did. Therefore, they're the better team this past week. Yeah, I feel like the Dodgers are a team that if, you know, you're just like, fuck it. I, I didn't look at anything this week. I Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that, there's that team. I feel like they're not going to have a week this year where they go 2-5 and five or yeah. maybe even 3-4. and four. We'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, I'm taking the A's. When you go 7-0 and in a week, uh, including today's game, it's... It's it's kind of special, especially when he started off one seven. Yeah. So that is going to be it for where's your head at? Let's get over to our bets and let's get on out of here. So last week I had the Mets scoring four on Degrom start day, this or less than four on Degrom start mm-hmm. day. Uh, that did happen right on or did not happen. They scored four, and yeah. his start day was also three days later after what I thought it was going to be. He started on Saturday. And a yeah, he started on Saturday. I thought he was going to start on Wednesday, so there's that. Uh, Brett had the Capitals over the Sabres. Uh, that did not happen. And Skyler had the Knicks covering versus Dallas on Friday. And they won outright. Yes. Uh, Skyler, would you like to get us started for the bets? Sure. Uh, I'm going to go with the Clippers covering at Houston on Friday. Houston's terrible. Clippers are trending upwards. That's pretty simple bet for me. Yeah. I'm going to go uh, Steph Curry drops 30 tomorrow. All right. Fair enough. Stars going to beat the Red Wings. Red Wings, horrible. Stars, pretty horrible as well. Just not as horrible. Uh, I have the Reds beating the Diamondbacks on Thursday morning. They play at 9.35 a.m. So it's going to be a game that I'll be able to watch Mm. the West Coast before I got practice. All right. Let's get over to our bold predictions. Where last week, I had the Angels sweeping the Twins. Yeah, this was supposed to be a three-game series. This is put in green. 
But it was a one-game sweep because the last two games of the series got canceled. Mm-hmm. But technically, it was correct. Uh, Brett had the Bruins being the Islanders. That did happen. Happened twice, actually. There you go. the two-game set. There you go. And wow. together had Seattle weeping, or not weeping, sweeping <laughs> the depleted yeah. Houston Astros. One, two out of three. One, two out of three they did, indeed. Uh, this week, I'm going to have the Dodgers sweep the Padres without having an ending losing in uh, this series this weekend. I'm uh, sticking with hockey. Blue Jackets going to beat the Lightning. Lightning, reigning Stanley Cup champ. Blue Jackets are hot. Take the Blue Jackets. Uh, mine, I don't think, will be done this week. It's one we'll have to come back to. That'd but cool. I think you Darvish will throw the next no-hitter. You Darvish. Where'd that come from? He's had a couple close. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, was he like one hit away and then he gave up one? It was one right through his legs, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Boston Sweep Seattle. Which sport? Baseball. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, what would you be talking about? Basketball? Could be a two-game hockey set. You never know. Yeah. Seattle? Yeah, yeah they're the cracking. They're cracking. They're coming early. Yeah, Seattle Storm. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to wrap up the show tonight, guys. Thanks if you listened all the way through. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully, with some draft information. If not, we'll definitely we'll hopefully at the draft. We'll double down. At yeah, the draft. We're, 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 we're going to Cleveland. Immaculate <laughs> Sports to Cleveland, book the flight. Too much money. You guys pay for it. Uh, I only have one of my vaccines, so I can't go. I have to get the second. Do you don't have to get a vaccine? Yeah, just hop on, hop on a jet. Yeah, yeah. just go. I'll, I'll, I'll take the bus, like Joe Madden. Oh, let's John bike Madden. There's bike. There's one, <laughs> two, three, four bikes right next to us. Let's bike there. Can me and Alex get a tandem? I don't want to pedal as hard. That's fine. All right, we'll be back next week with bikes in Cleveland. <laughs> no jets. <laughs>